0: All right, welcome to Easy Sports Podcast. I'm your host Stephen Masley, and today we are here at Saint Joe's University with my good friend, good long-time friend Stephen O'Malley. He is. Um, what else do you do, Stephen? I'm sorry, I, you have your own podcast. Yeah, I have my
1: own. We have our own podcast network here. It's called the Six One O Podcast Network. Um, I am also uh, the student manager for uh, the baseball team, and uh, you know, very involved in sports. Love college basketball, obviously. But you know, quick plug for the uh, the Six One O Podcast Network, also on Spotify um but we've been doing that for the past uh two years um but i we were also on the radio here that's how we got our start but with covid switched on to spotify and that's where we've been ever since
0: i saw your bit with the, the other baseball interview player on your instagram i really enjoyed that
1: yeah that was fun that was so you know uh, a couple of people from the podcast network actually work for the social media department for the athletic department um and we, we put that together uh, as a piece for the baseball team before the season. That was fun to do. That's
0: fantastic. All right, so we're going to hop right into it. Um just overviewing the bracket in general. Um I want to know how you go in to a blank bracket and approach it. Do you use I know a lot of people use like um Ken KenPom, that's a big statistical line, BPI. What do you like A lot to of people
1: use, use KenPom and, and Haslam metrics. I actually just use two statistics. Defensive efficiency and opponents' points per game. I like to go in with picking teams that don't allow other teams to score. So that, for me, you know, I, I obviously every team is capable of scoring, but I like the high defensive-rated teams. I have a spreadsheet of the highest uh, defensively efficient teams in the country, and normally uh, I'll, I'll weed out the ones that didn't end up making it to the tournament, but normally the top 30 are, are somewhere... In the bracket, like they're somewhere along the lines. I like when it comes to March. I like, I like defense. I prefer defense. I think that's preferable. Um, because I think you know the old saying of defense wins championships definitely holds true. Later in March, and then obviously in April with the the championship
0: games. Of course, of course. Do you take into account like defensive or rebounding or? any type of rebounding or just straight steals. So
1: that's where that's where I actually look at the roster and I go with size. So I I think size plays a huge factor um in March and I like I like teams that play uh, a combination of I would say three combo guard forwards, some guys in the 65, 66 range and then two out and out forwards probably, you know, north of 67. I like big big strong quick teams. Um so I put the the defensive Efficiency rating in in relation to you know the size on the roster and obviously you know a, a lot of rosters could have size maybe the players don't play but I take into account the players that
0: that play obviously, meaningful they, minutes mean, yeah, yeah. Meaning, obviously all right well let's hop right into it then um I'm gonna start off with just going through just the main just the big names because obviously we know that a, 60 seeds is not gonna be the one seed so right. I just want to give an overview. Of the one seed in this tournament, your thoughts on them, and we're going to start with Gonzaga. So,
1: Gonzaga for me is the strongest one-seed, and they come from the weakest conference, and I'm very big on, you know, keeping an open mind when it comes to conferences, but the thing with this Gonzaga team is, they, fe- I feel like they're so due. This is this is a roster from top to bottom. Uh, I don't think they've ever had a player like Jalen Suggs. I think this is a roster that is a little bit different than, than in years past, but I think out of the four, obviously, they were ranked the highest, but I think they are the strongest, and I think this is the strongest
0: Gonzaga has ever been. So do you think they can take it all away and go undefeated like the Indiana team in 79? What is, I'm sorry, I don't know the year. I think it's 79
1: or 79, 81. 81. Yeah,
0: 81. Um, I do think I have, so far in my
1: early uh, bracket uh, tinkering, I do have them winning it all. I just... I don't see how they can lose. It's not how they win games. It's I don't think I don't see a situation with them losing. It's just hard, you know, I have them coming up against some some tough teams, some blue blood teams in the Midwest um, which is tough for them, but I don't think they play anyone they can't handle.
0: No, I completely agree. I mean, I mean they have they have I mean they have size and, and they have older guys and yeah. like and um chrispert and yeah. they have timmy that's chrispert's been there since right. freshman year. he's a senior right. now and then he developed into this right. guy and like you said i agree like a five-star recruit like Jalen, so is gonna go in top five maybe top top 10 top, i mean top 10 i would say guaranteed, guaranteed. top five
1: based on fit i yeah. just they've never had him
0: yeah they never yeah
1: they've never had him they've had good players but they've never had him like this is a guy who fits in to a team that plays with a system and he's a five star. It's very different from when Javon Quinnerly went to Villanova and stunk because they just don't play five star yeah, basketball. Yeah. They play blue blood three star three and D basketball. Yep. This is very different. This is a glue fit out out in the West for Gonzaga. I, for me, they they are just top to bottom the best roster in college basketball. Mark
0: Few doesn't hurt them at all either. Right, and they have
1: one of the better coaches of of the recent years at the helm. And the thing is, like. This is a team that can compete in other conferences. Like you look at undefeated teams who, like Drake, who would get smacked around um, in some bigger conferences. Gonzaga can and would hold their own in a larger conference.
0: I mean, even earlier this year, they showed they could beat the Virginias, the Iowas, Kansas, and West Virginia. They all beat Handedly. By, handedly. yeah. I think the close game was West Virginia it was a five, yeah. but it wasn't even. It was there was no um, question who's going to win that game. Um, now going down to a one, the other one see that everyone's talking about is Michigan and the injury to, um, Isaiah livers. I know he's, you can argue that he's one of the, he's a definitely top three player on their team, but can you, do you see them going out early because of.
1: They're the not going to go out early, but they can't win at all anymore. That's for me, that's completely out the window for the longest time I had that I would, they were going to be my surefire pick to win at all. But I don't think they can get bounced by anyone. Uh, like I, I, don't think they would get bounced by LSU or Bonnie's. I think that Florida State would be tough. Um, but you know I, I have them right now losing to Texas in the Elite Eight. That's a team where liver not having liver is, is too much to overcome. But I, do, I would say they are guaranteed the Sweet 16, um, and I would say at, at a minimum, you know, maybe getting bounced in, in the Elite Eight.
0: Uh, I, I, I kind of I have to agree. I can't argue that. I mean, they still have a ton of talent on the team, including their um Hunter Dickinson, the center is just
1: unbelievable,
0: unbelievable beast down low. Um, I mean, they still got, they still have experience. They have still been killing teams all year, and
1: I mean that's a well oiled and well coached. Oh yeah. Them. So the you know Eli Brooks Dickinson, guys like that will make up for livers early on. It'll hurt them late. So I don't. I don't think they can win it all anymore. I could be wrong. They could definitely – they might be able to live without livers, which I'm not sure if they can, but it's definitely in the realm of possibility. But I – it hurts that he's out uh, for their title chances, but getting bounced early I I think is out of the equation.
0: 100% agree there. Um, And then another another one seed is the Midwest in Illinois. Um, It seems like they have a tough path. Um, I mean, I know Georgia Tech is coming off that ACC championship win – Chicago is one of those I, – I think they were under personally at, with an eight seed. Um, and then they got Oklahoma State there. And then even the, – a lot of people like Houston. I'm going to get into why I don't like Houston that much. But statistically great. What do you think about Illinois?
1: Illinois, team? for me, they're going to start struggling in the round of 32. The, when their play style can be matched, which I think Georgia Tech can match it, they play quick, they play hot, and they play big. That's Georgia Tech, and that's Illinois does the same. I think Illinois playing a mirror team like Georgia Tech is going to give them problems. I don't think Georgia Tech beats them. But one thing I've started to go towards in my recent uh, picks with the bracket is I like, I, I'm really hot on teams that got hot late. Georgia Tech okay. is a team that got hot late, and I, I, I think that's good heading into the tournament. I mean, not all the teams that got hot late won their conference, but Georgia Tech did win their conference, a tough conference that is in the ACC. Uh, Georgia Tech is going to give Illinois a lot of problems. I do think Georgia Tech can handle Loyola Chicago. Whether they're supposed to be there or not, I just think that's a bad matchup for Loyola Chicago. Yeah. But I don't have Illinois getting past the Sweet 16. I have Oklahoma State there, a team that I'm incredibly high on. I mean, that's that's probably one of my favorite teams to watch in the country. Um, I don't see Oklahoma State struggling with Liberty. I don't see them struggling with Tennessee. I think they gave Illinois a run for their money, and I think just having supreme talent...
0: Gets them over A guy the like Kate Cunningham, yeah. you can't you can't really replace that in anyone, even in uh, um, how do you pronounce the name? A-O. There's Coburn and Dasmuno for Dasmuno, yeah, yeah. yeah, Who, had, who
1: is it, he's like a triple double guy, but I don't think that'll he's... play well for them late. I don't think they can rely on you know a 10, 10 and ten taking them over
0: yeah. the top. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I mean they got hot as a late, obviously, right. if they can make the three and they could do what they have been doing in the big. Big Ten, but, I mean, I, I personally... They didn't win
1: their conference for me. That's tough. Yeah. like, if they're supposed to be this dominant one seed and you're playing in the best conference in college basketball and you struggled at times in that conference... Yeah. That's going to be hard for me to, to really ride them and get behind
0: them. Yeah. That is, that's great points you're making there. Um, another team that, obviously, was fighting for one throughout the year and everyone thought was going to be... I personally thought was going to be more dominant in the Big 12 chip themselves is baylor um they have jerry butler who's great they have uh two guards in um i'm sorry i'm slipping on names. there's mitchell and um they have a couple other guys too yeah but i thought they came out i thought i thought they had it what it took and then i saw them struggle on a stretch a little bit and not i don't I think they might even have a shot of getting. Out. I think they make it to the Sweet Sixteen. But I think they. They are
1: my least favorite one seed. Yeah. I I don't anticipate them doing any sort of damage late. I the the guy is Michael Teague. Was the, was Teague, the last Teague. Guy. I was trying to think. Teague, I could not. Mitchell and Butler. It's definitely a strong big three. This is a team that lives and dies by the three. They have yet to die by the three. The the earmarked game for me is when they almost lost to Iowa State. A team that won three games all year, like that is in there. It's oh, I don't no, think no,
0: they. Want a, I yeah. think they didn't want a game. The conference even. game, yeah. right? And they gave yeah. Baylor a
1: run for their money. Yeah. That 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 I I eared in Baylor's book. That's just a tough stain for me. I don't care that they won. That's a bad win. They didn't win convincingly. I have. There's a lot of bones in my body that want to have North Carolina beating in the second round well um,
0: let's hop right back into the north carolina wisconsin game right. i want to talk about that a little bit um so go ahead you'd like north carolina in that game i just wisconsin can't score
1: that's that's, that's that's
0: really what it boils down to is
1: wisconsin if wisconsin want thinks that they're going to beat north carolina let alone move on to the next you know maybe do something in the next round it's a team that they don't even rely on defense it's just they can't score yeah like it's it's one thing to be you know a strictly defensive team but it's not as if they're one of the best defensive teams in the country i i just hate teams that can't score obviously that sounds fairly you know obvious but I... wisconsin is not stellar defensively they're not good against the top 25 they're three and nine against the top 25 which is I mean that's brutal. Um, yeah. they have a they have a very high BPI, but that's just because they're playing in the Big Ten, um, and they got beat up by the Big Ten. That's the thing. They got yeah, they got their they ass kicked in the Big Ten, which is tough. And I don't think I think North Carolina is a team that got hot when it mattered. Not not as of late, but they got hot and got themselves in, and they had a formidable ACC tournament run, for probably one of the most least talented North Carolina teams we've seen in the last five years, yeah. like talent wise, NBA yeah, talent wise. Yeah, yeah. This definitely isn't one of their best. Um, I actually do think that they would beat Baylor um, in the second round. I North Carolina, I mean, we're talking about Roy Williams here. One of the best to ever do One it. of the, yeah. Uh... Um, Baylor, for me, is a team, no matter where they are in the tournament, I never fear them.
0: That's, I mean, they have They've gotten they, bounced they, early before. Yeah, they have, and they haven't. I mean, I've seen them as a two seed. I've seen them as a three seed, and they just never they never seem to have the it factor. And I thought they had it this year, midway through the season, I'll be honest. Even though they were living down minus three, like you're saying. I thought they had it, and then I saw, I think it was the Iowa State game, where they just struggled, and I just...
1: I mean, they struggled against Oklahoma State,
0: who you know, has
1: eight more losses than they do on the year. And it's just, that inconsistent style of play is just like, for me, I, it, tur- it turns me off. I, I thing with Baylor is th- there's proven history in March Madness that isn't on the good side getting bounced early is something that happens way too often in their storybook than oh, yeah. the, making it all the way and cutting the nets down i know this team talent wise is probably way better than those teams that got bounced early but their draw did them no favors whether like whether you know they come up against an injured nova team with a chip on their shoulder a very tough purdue team who gave ohio state a run for their money um, a north carolina team a wisconsin team eventually maybe an Arkansas, Texas Tech or Ohio State or maybe a very hot Virginia Tech team. Those are all teams that I think can handle Baylor.
0: Completely agree. Um now that we talked about the big guys, what are some little guys you're looking at that are mid major schools that have a chance to beat some of these some of these matchups that you like?
1: I for me and I you know it it boils down to, it's hard because you don't want to chalk your bracket. Um but this year for me is the year of the big boys um you know i don't even think the, the closest thing i have to a mid-major winning uh, a remotely important game is winthrop beating villanova but villanova is on one leg
0: gillespie, when, gillespie yeah, that injury does. justin moore
1: is is not fully healthy brian antoine's not fully healthy. that's three of their top five guards all out but here's the thing with Bob. They're gonna. They, if they beat Nova, they're gonna get killed by whoever they play next. Or, yeah. or even if they somehow miraculously make it to the Sweet Sixteen, they're not gonna get past Baylor, North Carolina, or Wisconsin. Like, this is this is the year of the big boys. I have Creighton getting to the Sweet Sixteen over whether it's Ohio or Virginia. Um, it, it doesn't matter for me. I think they're better than both of those teams. I, I don't see. The only team that I could see maybe causing a bit of damage is because of how hot they are, is Georgetown. Georgetown. The thing is with Georgetown, it's either they score and they blow you out, or you, they get blown out. The thing, but like these aren't mid majors. That's these true. Were, these this, are, yeah, are biggie
0: schools. I mean, would you expect a biggie school to be a twelve? I mean, winning it. I mean, I didn't expect them to win it personally. I mean, they won four games convincingly. I mean, Javon Blair played like a like a beast in this down the stretch of the. I think it was the. Xavier game. Did they played Xavier. They played Xavier. Yeah,
1: that was have... Xavier, Marquette, um, uh, Villanova, and Creighton. I and Seton Hall, and they beat Seton Hall, who didn't even make it. Who I thought had one of the most talented rosters in college basketball. Oh, early and, for
0: sure. They played... and they
1: killed all of those teams.
0: I mean, yeah. A popular pick that I've been seeing is this Michigan State team if they were to beat UCLA tomorrow
1: see that's the thing this is another team that's an 11 seed and they can cause serious damage but this isn't a major this is, this yeah, is exa- that's, iron, that's true this is an ironclad blue blood that is yes. somehow in a, gonna be an 11 seed I think they're gonna kill UCLA
0: I also agree with that so if they
1: kill USL, UCLA I have them beating BYU this is a team that it's not even hot it's just they the talent is clearly there it is so possible for them to be good I don't think any team beats Texas in, that, in that, that side of the bracket, that, for me, is very tough because I think that Texas team is properly scorching hot. And I think that talent-wise, they've got some top draft picks and they've got some great size. But for me, I am completely out on the mid-majors this year. There, are, there aren't any that are just jumping off the page. I mean, the thing is... Uh, it, you know, I have Syracuse over San Diego State. Syracuse is just a just a more dominant program than San Diego State, given though record-wise, San Diego State is probably infinitely better. I, this is not the year for the mid-major. This is the year of the big boys, and I, it's hard to chalk a bracket, and I I have yet to do so. Um, the only you know the only region I don't have really chalked is the South, um, and I think that's just because I think there's a little bit of seating errors, and that's just my personal opinion, but.
0: This is a year to be a big boy. All right, so let's go. Through, let's just go through the list. Let's we'll start in the top left in the West and work our way down. So Gonzaga, yes. Um, does Missouri, or Oklahoma stand out to you at all? My
1: thing is with Oklahoma is Davian Harmon, who's a lefty and one of their best uh, perimeter scorers and ball handlers, is out for the first two games, as if they were going to win two games in general. Yeah. Um, Missouri at one point was the tenth best team in the country. Uh, Oklahoma has lost 8 of 9. So I think this is a very ugly e- exit for Oklahoma. I think Missouri can handle them quite
0: easily. And their one winning come against Iowa State, which I didn't – it wasn't even convincing to me. No, I didn't
1: – This is a team that's injured, they are handicapped, and they are cold as ice.
0: I do like Austin Reeves, but I – He can only do so much. I, he can, yeah. And he's not, he's not even that dominant. Yeah, he's a second-round no, guy at yeah. best. G League I would yeah, guess. No. Alright. And then I'm guessing Gonzaga over both of those either of those, either teams, of those teams that advance. Alright. Yeah. So, um moving down, as you mentioned, Creighton.
1: I just that's a popular pick though. That's a
0: popular pick with the
1: with the gauchos of Santa Barbara. The gauchos
0: of Santa Barbara. They played absolutely nobody as if you did not
1: do that already. I just it's tough. You know, Creighton has a chip on the Just got their ass kicked in the big East Championship game by Georgetown, I think. They handle the Gauchos with ease, even though I'm I'm a huge fan of unique college basketball mascots. I I think that 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 plays a plays a role in things, but here, of course, it's like a party school though. Let's let's be honest here, when it comes to business, the the Creighton Blue Jays are going to smack the Gauchos.
0: Yeah, that was um Zagarowski, I'm pretty sure that's from the outside there. the guard is he does, he's, he's a the stump. dominant I just And Mitch months. Playlock,
1: the best shooter in college basketball. Yeah,
0: he's yeah. Yeah, I just rewatched uh, the the UConn ga- UConn-Crayon game, which I'm going to get into because I really like a guard there. But anyway, um, Virginia-Ohio, another popular upset pick. I have Ohio. I think they, their best player, their best shooter is
1: Preston. He's an absolute stud just to score. And the thing with Virginia is you can play as much defense as you want. They can't put the ball in mm-hmm. the hoop.
0: I don't even... I mean, I always hated Virginia for the beginning when they lost to San Francisco early, but just the whole COVID pause and them getting into Indianapolis today. Yeah. It They're just so behind it. That's so behind. And you don't have practice. Out. I mean, and then, then you have a hot team like Ohio. They've just been, they weren't even supposed to win their no, conference championship. This is a Virginia team.
1: That's two steps behind. And this is Ohio's Ohio team. That's just full steam ahead. They're, this is a, this is a tough team for Virginia to run into. This is a high flying, high rolling Ohio team that Virginia is going to have a lot of problems with because they can't score.
0: So you mentioned earlier about size and defense. I'm just curious why, like, Josh Huff and these guys the don't do it for with, you. The thing with
1: Virginia is, like, this is an existential circumstance. I mean, they're not they're not in the right scenario for their program to succeed. I mean, they are behind, behind, behind. And that's something you have to consider with student-athletes. It's like, you can't just, on a whim, throw them into a bubble a week after not practicing. You got bounced from your tournament just because you, you, you couldn't field a team. Like, there's a lot of existential circumstances, that's holding back Virginia. They fit the mold of teams I like, other than the fact that they can't score.
0: Yeah. Imagine you do like teams that score, that's for sure. All right, let's move on. Um, USC and then the Wichita slash Drake team.
1: Uh, USC is a, is an up-and-down team, but I don't think Wichita State or Drake or anything they can't handle. They just. I mean, Evan Mobley is yeah, just, just a, significantly he's, more he's talented. A, he's a
0: yeah. b- I just think they're just – the Pac-12, to me, is just inconsistent in general as well. I'm all not all. a huge fan
1: of, yeah, of the conference, but – Wichita State and Drake can't match the talent no. USC has. I mean, talent can get you a game or two. Like I don't think USC does anything of utmost uh, significance. But Wichita State or Drake, good for them. Whoever gets in, I kind of hope it's Drake, just because they, you know, they at one point were the only undefeated team. they lost of, their two then, best. Yeah, they lost
0: two of the top three players. It's tough. The two but top three guards. USC sadly. can handle either of those teams. Yeah, 100% agree. And then Kansas, Eastern, Washington. Am I overlooking something in Eastern Washington? Because I don't see anything.
1: There's nothing for me in Eastern Washington that that should threaten Kansas. Like, this is different than uh, Virginia and Ohio. Like, Ohio is coming in full steam ahead. Eastern Washington plays in the terrible conference they coasted. Um, They're in just because they won their conference. Uh, Kansas, for me, is way more talented than a team like Virginia, so that should buy them a game or two.
0: And Jalen Wilson's out for the first game, but... I don't think that even Eastern Washington, is, unless yeah.
1: they play the game of their life, is really going to struggle
0: against Kansas. Maybe seventy percent of three, but yeah. I doubt it. Um, another interesting, interesting game. I like, I like a lot of the seven ten matchups. Um, Oregon VCU. I know you're a St. Joe's guy. 8-10 is your cup of tea. Right,
1: but the thing is, I think Oregon. You know, as much as I'm not a fan of the Pac-12, is very under-seeded. I think Oregon's one of those underseated teams. Uh, I 100% agree. In the conference, they have great size. They love the three. They hit the three. Um, I just think VCU doesn't play enough teams like Oregon to be able to prepare for that. Um, the A-10 is really just a guard-dominant conference, and Oregon's just a massive team that's just going to give VCU a little bit more of a problem than a team like St. Louis in the A-10, who who has is known for their size and speed. I mean, Oregon's speed is a different breed compared to St. Louis's.
0: I'm surprised you disagree here because I thought you were going to be VCU, full court press, blah, blah, blah. I love the
1: full court press, but when the other team is just fielding five athletes that are just infinitely better ball handlers. And they don't turn the ball over significantly. It's different. Like if VCU was playing USC, I think they could actually give USC problems because USC doesn't have great ball handlers. But Oregon, Oregon is for me, it should be a five or maybe even a four. I, I like the way they play. Um, but BCU, I, I I respect the full court
0: press, but it can only get you so far. Very true. Um, Iowa Grand Canyon. You mentioned size. Grand Canyon has size. They have two. They have a seven footer and a six ten guy in the middle. But I like this Iowa team. I like Luke Luca Garza on my side. What are your thoughts about this game?
1: The thing is, Grand Canyon is one of the most electric teams in college basketball. I mean, they just play they just play streetball style. Um, I just think that again, there's certain teams that have never faced a team like the, their opponents now, and Iowa is just a fundamentally sound program. And the thing with Grand Canyon is, you can have all the size in the world you want, but Luca Garza technically is the best big man in college basketball. So, uh, yeah. I, by technically, he technically, isn't. yeah. I, do I believe so? I'm not really sure, but technically, it, the best big man in college basketball is on the other team.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair enough there. Um, and then another, we already talked about Michigan, another 8-10 team in the St. Bonaventure versus LSU. Um, LSU showed up in the SEC tournament, like, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I knew they had the talent and they just showed me they had it. Um, I haven't watched the St. Bonnie's team too much.
1: I just. Is there anything I should know? Bonnies for me is a team that they just play the game right, but they're not super talented. Um, I think their Bonnie's is a fundamentally sound team. And I think LSU is a wild run and gun style team that can win in situations like this, but the thing is LSU doesn't play any defense and Bonnie's punishes teams that don't play defense. I mean they just they score, they hit on a fast break, they hit threes. Um I think Bonnie's edge is that they just had a more solid year. I mean LSU was a little bit more of a roller coaster than Bonnie's. Um but I have Bonnies but th- that for me is maybe a toss up game. But it doesn't when I pick toss up games, it I uh, sometimes they make me think. But for me, I don't have either team with the ability to beat Michigan, so I'm not harping on it too much. But I think Bonnies can handle LSU.
0: No, I was I'm actually might bet St Bonaventure just because they are dogs, and I thought they were gonna be. I would put them as a favorite before. I would them, definitely. Have and had there's them so as much as money coming in yeah. on of uh, LSU as well. Yeah. But um, I mean LSU just has. These are one of the teams that just I look at on paper and I'm like they have so much talent and Cameron Thompson Watford, uh, Smart like it's but they just like you said they don't play any defense they want to score 90 in the game and I don't think that'll get you very far in the NCAA tournament. That, that does not. Yeah. Um, moving on, you mentioned Georgetown earlier versus Colorado. I'm gonna side for Colorado, and my perspective is I love a good free throw shooting team and this is one of this is the highest in the tournament i know i know they haven't been amazing they just but they beat usc and i'm not sold on this georgetown team even though they did run to the big east i'm not sold on it yet
1: so colorado when it comes to talent is 10 times the team georgetown is georgetown is my favorite team and they were my favorite team growing up and this is a team that i've never seen before because they don't have any talent but they play up to opponents, and they're quick. And if they hit threes, obviously that's a very blunt statement. If they hit threes, they're going to win the game. They are a well-coached team. Patrick Ewing is one of the better coaches uh, in the Big East. He showed so by dicing up his opponents. Um, I just, I'm just i riding the wave. I'm riding the momentum. I'm riding my boys. Um, I think the Hoyas can make a little bit of noise early on. I think they can give teams trouble just because, I mean, they're scorching hot. They're absolutely scorching. They hot. are scorching hot. I,
0: I was, I was, I just kept getting mad at them after the Xavier loss I took, and I just they couldn't miss. They could have that for sure. Could have missed it. If they keep doing that, I'm just gonna shove it off. And they haven't
1: missed a shot in a couple of weeks. So let's yeah. see if that can. There, I mean, this is a big pause for them. They were riding hot. They played four games in a row, and they were playing out of their minds. They do have the power of the towel. Uh, John Thompson obviously passed away. That's a huge momentum uh marker for georgetown obviously they have something to play for they have a program to play for mm-hmm. they have a name to to uphold um which i think is, is is very key in this situation but i'm riding the wave i'm gonna stick with georgetown
0: okay and then moving down we already talked about the byu um i would like to i like to see if michigan state gets in first before Michi- yeah
1: so if michigan state gets in i'll have them winning if UCLA. Gets in, I'll have BYU. I completely but agree with that. No one's getting past Texas, so and then I have the rest of that region chalked. I mean, I think Maryland's lucky to be here. I think UConn's a very solid team. Booknight is an absolute stud. Let me down against Creighton, but that's 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 a team that that's pretty dangerous. But the only team that I think has a maybe a better guard prospect, uh, like a late a late first or, or mid to late first guard prospect, uh, than UConn is Alabama with Herb Jones, who's just. Uh, an absolute freak of, yeah, the, no, of he, nature. I, I absolutely love the way they play. I mean, Nate Oates is one of the finer coaches in college basketball. Well, not Buffalo. Absolutely building building an absolute powerhouse down in Bama. And I think – so, again, I have UConn winning the first game. A lot of me wants to have UConn winning the next game. But that Alabama team, that is a tough Nate Oates coached team.
0: So I've, I've seen a lot of – does Alabama overshoot the three – do they rely on it too much? They make up for it with their defense and rebounding. Okay. Like they
1: they their offensive rebounding percentage is definitely at least in the top twenty in the nation. That that is a team that makes up for it with the getting out on the fast break and their defensive efficiency. So
0: that's a team that relies on it, but it's not the end all be all. Okay. And go back to it. I'm not I'll be honest with you, I'm not completely sold on the Texas team. I know they have the talent. I just see them as I don't I don't I don't I think if MSU plays them, I'd I would take MSU over them. But I love Shaka, Shaka Smart. Um I know Anthony Jones is, is like a great guard. I mean they got a pair of upperclassmen and Coleman and Ramsey but I mean they I mean they have a team but what what is their what is the factor driving them driving me home saying I gotta take this team over I think, you know, Shaka
1: Smart showed what he could do with VCU, which is a way less talented team than this Texas team. This Texas team is coming off of a very good com- uh, conference championship run in a conference that I really like. Outside of Baylor, I really like the Big 12. Um, I think this Texas team, prospect-wise, is very good. I think this team, uh, seniority-wise, is very good. Um, and I think coaching-wise, this team is top 10. I love Shaka Smart. I love his energy. I love what he's done with this team. And I would say a little bit of, there's a little been a little bit of tumultuousness in the Texas program, but I I am very pro Shaka Smart. Um, I think that talent-wise, they can handle uh, Michigan State, and I think talent-wise they might be able to take Alabama, and I, I think maybe coaching-wise, Shaka Smart has the edge over a guy like Nate Oates, and then even progressing further, you know, I have Texas right now in the final four. All of this can change on a whim, but okay. This Texas team is is properly hot. They are they yeah. are hot at the right time and I I think that's very key going forward is they are talented, they are well coached and they are they are on a good roll at the right time, which is very very important.
0: I can't I mean I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that there. But all right, so well, let's move on. I'll tell you we'll we'll probably meet up We'll, we'll discuss the Sweet 16 next round, and I'll discuss that. Um, going over to the Midwest, um, Loyola Chicago, Georgia Tech. You said Georgia Tech. Only reason I'm saying Loyola Chicago is because Georgia Tech's a run and gun team, and Loyola Chicago's the complete opposite. They yeah. like to slow the fuck down. They like to half court offense. Yeah, they'll take the whole 30 seconds. They'll take the entire 30. Yeah. And I just don't know if Georgia Tech will be able to get, get out in that fast transition pace in that's, order to make it. So that's going to be a
1: pendulum game. So if Georgia Tech gets out and Loyola Chicago is allowing them to get out by not maybe getting back quick enough, that'll be that'll be the early test right away and that'll give Georgia Tech the key advantage. If they get Loyola Chicago in foul trouble, if they get Crutwig in trouble with the, how fast they play, then it's going to get over. It's going to get ugly and it's going to get it's going to be over quick. Um, that's a that's definitely a coin flip game, but either team, I think comes up short against Illinois, so that's games for me. I don't truly prioritize.
0: That's this is. Yeah. Um,
1: but you know, Georgia Tech for me poses more of a threat to Illinois than Loyola Chicago. So if I'm Illinois, I definitely if if Loyola Chicago wants to slow it down against Illinois, Dasamuno and Coburn can do well, high pick yeah. and pops the entire, entire game, game. That'll, and that'll kill Loyola Chicago. Yeah. Um, okay. but that's a game where you know some people have Loyola Chicago making that miracle run again. Obviously spiritually, you got Sister Jean in the bubble. that's I mean that's that you, those are things you can't overlook. you've got the, the power of the college basketball gods. Um, but I, I don't think either team yeah. honestly gives Illinois too much trouble. I, I just think Georgia Tech edges loyal Chicago because I think when it comes to the tournament, I think running gun high, high intensity defensive style of basketball is what edges teams, but talent wise, I still think Georgia Tech is a little bit better than Little Chicago.
0: Okay, all right. And then moving on, we got another very hot team in Oregon State, the Pac-12 champs, um, taking on Tennessee. Um, are you riding with your, your hot guy here? See, the thing with
1: Tennessee is, is they are an underperforming, super talented team that is still a five seed, which is terrifying. Um, which means they could do any, anything when it comes to the tournament. They could get blown out the first game because they're kind of just, they're kind of just coasting in. Like, they're not hot, they're not cold, they're just kind of moseying on into the tournament. Oregon State is hot in a conference for me that doesn't a lot. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the Pac-12. I, again, I like Oregon just because I think they're probably the best team in, in the Pac-12 that, that isn't hot, um. I'm not riding Oklahoma, or sorry, I'm not riding Oregon State in this case because I think, you know, if Tennessee turns it on, they could make it to the Elite Eight. They're yeah. so talented.
0: No. This they, is a team you know. that is
1: incredibly talented. This is a team that beat Kansas by twenty five. So like, it's there. Who shows up? I, that's the that's the question. This is a, it's almost like it's a toss up game that again doesn't really matter because of how high I am on Oklahoma State, but. Any three, of Tennessee, Oregon State, Oklahoma State, can make it to the Elite Eight. These I agree. There three teams that are very capable of it. Oregon State is hot, but they were tournament hot. They were not hot before the tournament.
0: And they were just making de- threes.
1: With me, that's the difference between Georgetown and, o- and Oregon State is Georgetown got hot right before the tournament and continued it in. Oregon State was just in the tournament and made their threes. I have Tennessee winning, but... Those three teams are all capable of making it to the Elite Eight, and those three teams are definitely all capable of giving Illinois run th- for their money as well,
0: which means making it potentially to to the Final Four. I'm, 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 I'm gonna say about as you for like ninety percent of the picks so far, and I'm just looking at I'm just are we too chalky? Is that is that? I just think this is the year to
1: to be a big program. I, I you know, I'm pretty sure uh you know in 2019 it was rather chalky. Yeah. Outside of Duke, it was a rather chalky bracket. And that, for me, is a, is a sign. There's a there's a stat which is unbelievable. is In the last 25 years, only one team from the West has won a national championship. And it was UCLA 25 years ago wow. uh, in 1995. So these East Coast powerhouses...
0: Just stay... Just stay yeah. <laughs> I understand
1: that this is a Gonzaga team that I, I can't help but pick. But history lies on the East Coast powerhouse. I mean, the... <laughs> It's chalky, yes, but the big guys normally get there. Obviously, Loyola Chicago was an extenuating circumstance. Wichita State a couple years ago, but the big guys got there. That they're yeah. outside of that one team. Three of the four, two of the four, five of the eight, six of the eight were they were the blue bloods. They were the big boys.
0: Yeah. Um, I we're gonna we already pick up Oklahoma State. We already talked about Kate Cunningham and how much you like him. Um. San Diego State, my opinion, versus Syracuse. Syracuse is another team that's been playing pretty well lately, Buddy Boeheim. But I just, I mean, the only thing that scared me about San Diego State is they can't really score.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're coming up against a team that runs a 3-2 zone, and I don't think you've played against a zone maybe ever in the last three years with the the guys you've got with the program. Syracuse is just a better coach team. They've got Dolajai. They've got got Buddy Boeheim. They're hot. Um, obviously, they didn't win their conference, but that's a tough conference to win. Uh, San Diego State is just coming up against a team that they've never played against before. Syracuse has played against a team like San Diego State plenty of times. High intent. They've played. They've played against better teams like Virginia, and they've won those games. Like teams that just rely on defense, yeah, and can't score. Um, this is a worse team than those teams. So, <laughs> obviously, San Diego State can win, but and so can Syracuse. But this is another part of the bracket where. You
0: know, no one beats West Virginia. Neither, yeah, I, like, I let's just let's just hop right yeah. into that then. West Virginia, Morehead State, Morehead State. I like, I, I mean, I wrote them into, right? Into the conference, they're a hot team. This West Virginia team is tough, and
1: this is a, this is one of the deepest Bob Huggins teams ever. I think another thing you have to look at is Bob Huggins is sitting on 899. Um, he's looking for that 900th win. He is, he is not going to make it to the Naismith Hall of Fame this year. I think that's a huge chip on the program's shoulders. Um, but Derek Culver is a guy that San Diego State and Syracuse have not seen, and that is the, that is the type of player that definitely bodes well uh, in the tournament. Big guys bode well uh, in the tournament, so I, I think Culver is, is is perfect for that situation.
0: I agree with you there. Um, moving on to the bottom of the bracket, Clemson, Rutgers. Um, I just like Ron Harper, but
1: I like I like the way Rutgers plays. I think I think that's a team that. You know, at fifteen and eleven, that's definitely an interesting record to have in the tournament. Um, but that's that was the toughest conference in college basketball. Yeah,
0: and and, and,
1: and they they didn't hold their own. Um, they were one and seven against the top twenty-five, which is definitely shaky, definitely not yeah. good. No, it's not. But BPI wise, they were getting killed by the good teams. Yeah, like that. You can't hold that against them. I, I do think they beat Clemson. I think they're just a tougher team than Clemson. Um, I like the I like the brand of Big Ten basketball this year. Um and I'm gonna ride that as as long as I possibly can. Um, Clemson for me is a team that was like, Oh like they they play pretty well. But then there's games where they, you know, they get blown out of the water by, by a shitty team in
0: the ACC. I haven't I don't have a big Clemson guy. I I'm know not, they beat people really, earlier in the year but
1: I'm really not a huge fan of the way they play. They they have a big man. Amir Sims, uh, going up against Miles Jackson. I'll take Miles Jackson. I've seen way more of him. Uh, obviously, I could be wrong um, in terms of that one-on-one matchup, but I like the Big Ten brand. I like the way they play.
0: Um, that should get him a game. Okay. And then, are you this Houston team? A lot of people see stats about them, about them, and they're they're pretty big BPI rate. They're number three, and I just watched them. Just beat Temple, South Florida, and these teams all year, and I just... Sell me on them, or don't, or... I can't sell you on them, because...
1: They didn't play anybody, but they did at the same time. Like, they beat Texas Tech. They beat Wichita State. Like, Wichita State is a bubble team. Uh...
0: I'll be honest, they split it with them, and I... They... Wichita State, I... I just watched him beat South Florida by a buzzer beater, and I live bet him, and I was shaking.
1: Like like Houston, they have a great coach. Kelvin Sampson's a great coach. But for me, you know, I have to take the the, the, the 57 points with a grain of salt. Like the teams that they gave up 40 points to is UCF, USF, uh, a very bad Cincinnati team, a not great SMU team. A very bad Temple team. A very bad Memphis team. Like, who else were they There really? was no one in yeah, that conference. So there I, was, they
0: didn't have anyone to compete with. And, and, I, was...
1: and you should be beating those teams by 20. You should be putting up 80 and giving up 60. That is what's supposed to happen. That is how you're supposed to do it. Rutgers, they will beat. Because they're just simply a more talented team than Rutgers. But a team like West Virginia... Press Virginia at that.
0: Yeah.
1: A way more talented team than Houston... A team that has played a more diversified bunch of opponents than Houston. Houston, for me, I people have them in the Final Four. Some people have them in the championship game. I know a lot of people have them in the Elite Eight. Like for I, me, for me, you know, they'll be lucky to to hang around with West Virginia. I, I think I think that would be a win for Houston. Is they I'm actually
0: around. surprised we're agreeing so much. I'm I'm kind of astonished actually. All right, so moving back up to the South, we talked about Baylor. We talked about North Carolina. Talked about injured Villanova. Um, a few people like this North Texas team because they do play decent defense.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a that's another team where they're just a, they're just dominant in their conference. But these 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 mid majors, these small you know these small schools, these conference winners, they've never played against a huge team like Purdue, who took Ohio State to the depths. They've played Illinois. They've played Michigan. They've beaten good teams in the Big Ten. Like, North Texas, I'll give them as much props as they want, but they would never hold anyone's jockstrap in the Big Ten. Like, I get it. I get it. Upsets happen. Even, no. upsets happen all the time. But this year, the Big Ten, it really is the most powerful conference I think I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, no, I, there's no argument about you had, you what the a, best conference is.
1: The the five seed in that conference tournament was Ohio State, who was the number eight team in the country. Like, that's that is almost unheard of.
0: And I didn't think North. I thought um, Western Kentucky was going to make it over there with uh, Charles
1: Bassey, who I yeah, think is one of the better.
0: That's big I, was man excited prospects to, I was excited. In the, I was excited to see him. I maybe even I was excited to see him in the tournament. But North Texas hit that game-ending shot. Um, moving on, Texas Tech, Utah State. Utah State's big, but Texas Tech is another a Big 12 team that they play
1: this. These teams play the same way. Yeah. But when it comes down to talent, I mean Texas Tech has Mac McClung, um, they have Terry Shannon and Kyler Edwards. This is talent that Utah State would dream of having. Like that's where you have to look at when two teams are playing the same style of basketball, you've got a Big Twelve team who's beaten the Kansas of the world, and you've got a Utah State team who who do they play. Exactly. Like that that's where you know, that's where the idea of chalking is like, Oh, why do you chalk so much? Because look at the talent when you're comparing these these big five conference teams to these mid majors who had success against teams that big five teams
0: would stop this is yeah and then going on another another small team that people like I never watched this team play at all this year is Colgate in Arkansas and Steve these I mean they shoot that's all that Colgate does people I have at, I,
1: I didn't even know Colgate was in it um, until Monday. Um, but I, when, when Colgate has been described to me, the only thing people have said is, if they hit the threes, they're going to beat Arkansas. And I can't help but believe them, because I've never seen them play. That's what I'm, exactly. Um, but here's another thing for me, is when it comes down to the way teams play, Arkansas and Colgate, I have watched a little bit of Arkansas. They have a great coach and Eric Musselman, who led the, those Nevada teams with DeMar- the Martin twins. Those were electric teams. Arkansas is a very talented team. I'm gonna have Arkansas winning this game, um sheerly off of I presume talent and, Moses maybe, Moody. and maybe coaching. Moses, is, yeah. is is but I again am. I this is a game that I don't hold in the high regard because I think Texas Tech beats either of these teams.
0: Okay.
1: This is a Texas Tech team that's returning a few players from their championship run. the, the championship run, you know, two years ago. Not a not a not a you know, a conference tournament run. Uh, A yeah. Final Four championship run that they made. Yeah. Same coach, few of the same players, high-volume transfers, Santos, Silva, and Mac McClung. McClung. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like this Texas Tech team.
0: Okay. And then last team we're going to talk about in the first round is Ohio State. I, or, I'm sorry, Florida, Virginia Tech, and then Ohio State.
1: So Virginia Tech is under because of COVID. They got hindered by that big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida for me is a team obviously missing Keontae Johnson that's an extenuating circumstance you just can't control
0: yeah. um,
1: but for me the the second best team in the country is on, is on the side of the bracket and that's Ohio State and I think Ohio State is going to cakewalk to the final four no matter who they play when, where, it'll be easy and it'll be very very fun to watch. EJ Liddell, Dwayne Washington, Kevin Young Chris Holtman this is a team that is dangerous. This is a
0: team that beat Michigan. When they were at their best. Yeah. I wish Virginia Tech could keep going on if, their if, run. If, if
1: Virginia, well, Virginia Tech has the best coach in the ACC I, currently, which is Mike Young, and he is, he is an absolute monster of a coach, and they are dealing with so much. But when it comes to an Ohio State team, the Ohio State team, knock on wood for them, is just fine. Unheatered. Yeah. fine. Completely fine. This is that is that is tough to come up against, especially when you are belittled with injuries, COVID, yeah. you know pauses, losses, Damn. not winning your conference tournament, not even getting to play in the conference tournament. Props to Mike Young, the former Watford coach or Watford coach, but no one on that side of the bracket is beating Ohio State. So I mean that's a preview of my Final Four. Ohio State's in my Final Four, and I, d- I just don't think they struggle at any
0: point. All right, so let's just go straight lead 8 matchup since we're running a little bit sure. Um, Let's start in the West. You said Gonzaga's there. And then Kansas. I, think, Kansas. I think a
1: team like Kansas will come into their own after being kicked out of the conference tournament, having a few pause issues. Uh, I think they'll cruise past Eastern Washington. I think they'll cruise past USC. And I think just having that momentum will take them over. A team like Iowa, who I don't even know might get there. Like that I, I you know, I have Iowa there, but that, that Oregon team is definitely capable of matching up with Iowa. Yeah. one on one. Let alone maybe even that VCU team can match up with Iowa. Obviously VCU doesn't have a guy like Garza, but that's a VCU team that if they beat Oregon, that could be a hot team that Iowa would hate to face.
0: Yeah. But I do
1: I do think I, I would like to say confidently Gonzaga is in it and then
0: Kansas. Okay. Um, moving out to the East you mentioned you love Texas out of here. Um, who would they be facing in the top half of the of the East bracket?
1: I would have Michigan, but if I wouldn't shock me if, if you know the Livers injury kills them against Florida State.
0: That's what I said that early. You
1: know that, that like the Sweet 16 is a minimum, but not advancing past the Sweet 16 is a guarantee. Like that's not that's not a guarantee at all. Um, that's a Florida State team that's well coached, and when they're on their game, that's one of the biggest, strongest, toughest teams in the nation.
0: I just – I know they're – I think they're one of the best teams in the country at home. I know on a neutral site they're – I they're, I know that doesn't mean everything. Everything. I just yeah. know, but, like, I just see them at home and they have, like, one of – they have a – they don't lose at home. And I just – that's all I've been watching at, and I have no reason not to trust this Florida team. Honestly, I don't think the ACC was as strong as, like, as people put them.
1: I, they're not going to beat Michigan. That that that's my thing. Is, yeah. And, and and they wouldn't beat Texas or Alabama. That's that's my thing. Is they could get there. Florida State is definitely capable of getting to the Elite 8. That I will not deny. Just based off of talent and coaching, that's a formula that I, you know, like to use, but no matter even even Yukon would would probably outplay Florida State just because Yukon's guard play is so much better than Florida State's. That's and that that's tough to come up against. Uh, in the tournament For me it's gotta be Michigan at least To the Sweet 16 It might be a toss up with livers out against Florida State mm-hmm. But I'll give the edge For now to Michigan But I don't think I think Texas or Alabama is the one it, who's, Who comes out Because as of right now those are teams that are hot And they're healthy Like that's healthy both You know no actual injuries And then no COVID You know protocols that are holding them back which is key, which means I think either Texas or Alabama makes it to the Final Four.
0: Okay, I'm looking at UConn. I just a big, if you didn't know, I'm a big Kemba Walker, big guard guy. I loved Shabazz Napier, and I love Ryan Bogart. I Boat Knight, I can't. I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm still debating whether or not Alabama is legit or not in my my eyes, but they. There's no reason they. When they play their defense, they do, and they have SEC Defensive Player of the Year, in um, uh Herbert Jones. It's and with a coach like Nate Yates, I can't, I can't justify it with words. No, I can't. And the more I look at the bracket, the more I'm just kind of befuddled of, cause I didn't finish my bracket yet for the viewers of the podcast, and I'm just kind of befuddled of why I just don't want too much truck. and like you said. Obviously, bigger schools.
1: I think it's the year of the big school, but the chalking is tough. Yeah. It's tough to continue doing. Um, like the UConn's a team for me that could absolutely catch fire and just cruise to the Final Four. Coaching and talent is, is something they have.
0: but. Shaka Smart. Shaka Smart. I love, sh- I I love Shaka, like Shaka Smart. Smart. I
1: love Nate Oates. I love Danny Hurley. I love the way these teams play, and it's tough that all three of them are right, are there. right there in the same region because it's such a tough call for me.
0: All right, then let's go over to the Midwest. Um, who's in your lead eight here? Does
1: Illinois make it to the lead eight? I don't think so. I think they get bounced by. I have Oklahoma State, and then I have West Virginia handling Houston relatively easily. I think West Virginia can can perfectly match up against a team like Houston, and Houston hasn't played a team like West Virginia all year. The closest that would be is Texas Tech, who West Virginia killed. Um, so that's that's definitely tough for Houston fans and you know, guys who just want to pick houston just because i think when it comes to oklahoma state west virginia you just look at it you know maybe kate cunningham's too too much to handle for west virginia so i have you know i have oklahoma state right now in the final four
0: okay so uh, obviously at the top in the south region you said you have you say texas ohio state going to the final four there i have ohio state oklahoma state gonzaga and texas all right so in The final four, or between the East and the West, you have Gonzaga and Texas. Who goes to the finals? That's such a tough game for me because that's that's where Gonzaga would really be put to the test.
1: No matter who they're playing, that'll be their greatest test uh, ever. Um, But I I think Gonzaga has to be able to get past Texas, Michigan, Texas. or Alabama. Like they they have to be this 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 Gonzaga team has to be the one to get past there. And I think, you know, no matter who they play in the in the
0: national championship at that point, it's just gonna be their, their game to lose. My thing about Gonzaga I know this is a completely different tournament. Off this is no reason to say this, but I that Kentucky team was so good and it's just so hard. It's just so hard to keep rolling, keep not not take a loss. I understand. I love. I love this Gonzaga team. I might even choose them to win myself. I just can they do it? They almost score 100 points a game. And it, that's, but but they're even they, though, even against the best
1: teams. My thing is though, they played Iowa, Kansas, Virginia, BYU, and West Virginia.
0: And they beat them all. They
1: beat Handlely. BYU three times. They beat West Virginia by five. It'd be Kansas by twelve, who they'd have to one of the teams they'd have to play, or Virginia, who they'd have to play,
0: or Iowa, or <laughs> Iowa, or their side
1: of the bracket, like
0: it's not a-
1: one, not two, but three.
0: Yeah.
1: And you've got Kisberg, Tim, and Suggs. Who add that with Mark Few, you have to have a chip on your shoulder, right? Yeah. Number one. Yeah. Like that's for me. That's you have to have some sort of motivation to want to just destroy teams and blow them out of the gym. I think I put the undefeated thing aside and I look at talent and I look at the teams they are going to have to play to get there. I think they'll get there. I think it's a guarantee they get there. I think I'd go as far to say that. I I don't think they struggle against any of the teams on their side. I think the same thing about Ohio State too. Um, But this Gonzaga team, for me, just has to be different.
0: Okay. And then on the other side, you said Ohio State and Oklahoma Oklahoma State. Who goes to the finals there? That's where I think maybe there's some burnout on Oklahoma State's end.
1: That's a team that's quick, young, and they live and die by the three. And I think Ohio State's just, their maturity and their stature give them, give them the edge over over a fun team like Oklahoma State. Not that Ohio State's not a fun team to watch. Uh, I love Dwayne Washington. I think he's a stud. But that's that, for me, Ohio State is somehow underrated.
0: Eh, and then, like you said, if they, if they were to meet up with Gonzaga in the championship, Gonzaga. Has, to be Gonzaga. has to be Gonzaga this has
1: to be Gonzaga's year this is I think this is their chance
0: this is their chance Steve I'll be honest with you I'm not sold on this Ohio State team they let me down I'm trying to find the exact game but they lost to Michigan that's tough they well no them. that's they, that's very tough
1: they lost to Michigan in the regular season but they beat them again when they mattered most I, that, that for me I take it to high regard I it's tough. This this is an Ohio State team that could maybe lose in the second round and I could be completely wrong. My read could be completely wrong. They could get bounced by Florida or Virginia Tech, but for me, when I've watched them, even in some of their losses, I've seen what I liked.
0: Yeah. Even the Illinois game they just played, that was went right down to the wire.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough. Like my read could be completely wrong, but I from what I've seen from Ohio State, I am I am looking forward to watching them.
0: Well, you heard it here. Um, Steve O'Malley has Gonzaga winning it all. Find out who I want tomorrow. Um, thank you for having me, Steve. Or thank, uh, you for, yeah, no. thank you for being yeah, here, Steve. No, I'm it's sorry. All right. Yeah. I'm a little nervous. You know. It's all right. It's a lot of fun.
1: I'm very I'm very happy that you're getting into the podcast game, and you know you always have, have a guest in me.
0: Oh, I'm glad to hear it. Um, One time again, for everyone else, where to listen,
1: so one more time, a quick plug, uh, the 610 Podcast Network on Spotify. Um, but of course, you know, listen to Easy Sports as much as you can. I know Easy Picks was quite hot in the month of February and, and the beginnings of March, and I don't expect anything less
0: come the madness. Hey, we hope to keep going and hope to keep making people money. And I will definitely be talking to you soon, and thank you for being here.